0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Our gospel lesson for today is called The Good News. (laughs) And I got to thinking that The Good News actually began before Jesus arrived. It began with John the Baptist, and John's message was received with the same great joy that the blessing of Jesus was received with as well. John was the one spoken of, as we just heard by the prophet Isaiah. He was the one who was the voice crying in the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. And people heard John in this way. They saw him as the promised one and the one who was to come before the Messiah. And they went out to him in the wilderness. And they went out from Jerusalem and Judea and all the region around the Jordan River and they listened to his message. And they responded to his call. And by the thousands, they were baptized for the forgiveness of sins. I got to thinking this past week, did the people really want to hear that particular message, or was it because John was sort of off the wall and I think maybe that a lot of people went out to see him because he was rather strange and what he was saying I think actually changed their view and I want us to be reminded of the words of Jesus himself who said much later on I tell you that among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. And again, I ask myself, why? Why this kind of praise? And again, looking back, I think we often see John as this very, very strange character With his camel hair clothing, his leather belt, his long hair, his diet of locusts and wild honey. I think sometimes John reminds us, at least he reminded me when I was much younger of a cartoon character, Fred Flintstone. And perhaps all of us gathered here today have also seen John as a strange looking character. Who sometimes stands on street corners waving a sign, repent, for the end is near. I'm sure that for many, John the Baptist seems very scary and very frightening. Telling people that they're a brood of vipers and that the axe of judgment is even now being laid at the roots of their lives. And yet thousands heard his message that the kingdom of God was near, and thousands responded to his call to repent of their sins. And again, thousands were baptized and made ready to welcome Christ into their lives. John was a pretty powerful person. But I wonder, what are we missing at times in our picture of John? In our picture of what he did and what he said as he spoke of repentance and about the one to come after him. Now, I don't want to belabor any points today, but could we really be missing the marvel of what John called the people of Israel to receive as they came out to him at the Jordan? John called people to be ready for the coming of Christ by letting go of their burdens by receiving the forgiveness of God John said to all who came to him that they could get a fresh start in life that they could begin again as new and cleansed individuals pure and holy in God's eyes and God would visit them And redeem them as promised by the prophets of old. John proclaimed the love of God, the forgiveness of God, and the day of God's coming. And he made this very personal to everyone who listened to him. And he did that by giving the love and forgiveness to those who came to him and entered the river to be baptized by him. What John proclaimed and gave was hope. The hope that peace in our lives is possible. And that the past can be forgiven. And it can be washed away. That when the new comes, when God comes, we can see Him and stand before Him without any fear at all. The call of John for us to repent are not meant to be words of criticism, nor are they words that claim that somehow He is better than you and I, but rather His words are the call to repentance, is actually an opportunity. It's a way into the future with our Lord and Savior. It is a renewal of our relationship with God it is a new beginning in our relationships with each other and it's a foreshadowing of the message of the one to whom he pointed the one who preached peace for those who were far off and to those that were near peace and forgiveness peace in the spirit peace and new life peace in a new heaven and a new earth despite how John railed against the sins of those who thought that they had done nothing wrong his message was that the one who followed him there is none so lost that they cannot be found none so bad that God still will not seek them out and save them Men so hopeless that their life cannot be changed. How often from this very lectern have we spoke of how important it is to have a vision of God to hold on to? How many times from this lectern have we heard about the Lord's promises to each and every one of us? Well, again today, let it be said, it is important that we open our hearts to God, to admit to Him what is wrong in our lives, and to ask for His forgiveness. And to bow each and every day to live as He has shown us how to live. It is important not only to have a vision of what God has done, is doing, and will do, it is important that we will be willing to confess our needs to Him and to accept from His hands the forgiveness that He offers and the new life that He gives to each and every one of us. My friends, it is what in the end we all need and it is what God offers to each and every one of us. It is exactly what John pointed out to all of us as he spoke in the wilderness of the one who is to come after him. As we contemplate the peace that Christ offers each of us, I would invite you sometime this week that you find some quiet time to close your eyes And to think of John the Baptist standing by the Jordan River calling you to be ready. Ready for the one whose sandals he is not worthy to carry. Calling you to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and to start new on that very day walking in God's ways knowing that Christ will appear to you Very, very soon. Let us pray. Oh God, we think of the gift that John the Baptist offers us in your name the gift of forgiveness, the gift of washing away our sin, the gift of making our hearts ready for Christ to enter into it. And we thank you. Oh Lord, we think of John the Baptist and we confess to you that the path in our lives is. It's not always smooth. We confess that we have sinned against You and we've put up barriers and roadblocks to keep us from knowing You. We are sorry, Lord, and we ask that You take them away and make the paths straight once more. Oh, Lord, we listen now to John. We listen now to Jesus, and we listen now to You as the water of forgiveness pours down upon us. We listen as you proclaim the word of peace and the word of your coming. And we now thank you again, O oh Lord. We give you thanks for your servant John the Baptist, who prepared the way and your people for your son. We thank you for leveling the mountains and filling the valleys and making straight his path. We thank you for the message of forgiveness and hope that he proclaimed. And finally, Lord, we thank you for the new life you give to us through him. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.